Hello there and welcome back to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm Evan, or as you may know me on Instagram, at Mile High Ground. First off, how about that episode of Book of Boba Fett, huh? Uh, the day this episode is released is the same day as Chapter 6 of the Book of Boba Fett. Man, I I just... Mm. I can't wait to talk more about it with and at anyone who will listen. Uh, but until then, there are no spoilers here. Uh, we shall wait to get into that another day. Last week, myself and the at SWTVC boys all sat down and chatted a bit about our top 25 lists. If you're curious what each of our lists look like, uh, there are visual representations over on Instagram, um, at SWTVC, obviously. Uh, and the last five episodes of this show have been mini-episodes walking through each list, just in case you somehow missed those. That's okay. I'll try not to be too offended. Um, we have been having a ton of fun with it, and it is hard to believe that January has officially come and gone. The submission deadline for top 25 lists is now closed. Uh, we received almost triple the amount of lists from last year, and engagement was incredible. Um, huge shout out again to all of our friends in the community who, uh, who helped to make this year's top 25 data collection be as big and representative as possible. Um, that includes the Star Wars The Vintage Collection Facebook group, Bantha Skull, Jedi Temple Archives, From Forlom to Zuckus, The Vintage Collection Podcast, Yak Face, uh, Vidark from the French TVC Facebook group. Seriously, if I missed anyone, I'm so sorry, but thank you all. It's just stunning. I'm so grateful. Shifting back over to this episode, um, the guys and I all thought it would be fun to chat about some of the more unorthodox or unique or maybe even odd choices present on each of our lists and get into our rationale a little bit. Uh, from the prequels to the sequels, the High Republic to the New Republic, and everything in between, uh, the lists this year cover a lot of ground. And guess what? My filthy sequel-loving self didn't have the most sequel-related things on his list this year. Anyways, without further ado, here is our chat about Top 25 Oddballs and Outcasts. Well, good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. Pretty cool. good. That was great banter. Great banter. <laughs> awesome pleasantries. I'm glad like to a, do this. Like a banter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. So this week, uh, you know, we're we're uh, at the time that this will be released. March Madness will be or not March Madness. The top 25 for January will be wrapping up. Uh, the SWTVC team has uh, published at this point all of our personal top 25s. Don't worry, anybody who saw Vice Admiral Holdo and thought who made these lists. <laughs> we made these lists. These are lists we made. These are ones that we want. Um, on these lists, though, we figured we'd kind of chat a little bit about them. Uh, you'll notice that each of us have some picks that maybe make some folks raise their eyebrows or <laughs> scoff at us or question our fan cards. Uh, you know, again, Holdo was on John's list. Uh, <laughs> she should but, be on everybody's list, but, you know, you know what? I, I don't disagree, but whatever. I'll, I'll keep that to myself well, and between us and this podcast. Yes, yes. Um, she should have right. been made f four years ago, but. Yeah, that's true. Somehow Black Series got her. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Uh, around the same time, they got another figure that's on one of our lists, but that's for another uh, another day for the next time. So uh, I went through all of our lists. We've all gone through all, all of our lists. Obviously, we have nothing better to do. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to pinpoint a couple uh, things that uh, we see across a couple of our lists, a couple of the ones that maybe seem odd or whatever, so we can kind of get a little bit of reasoning behind them. Uh, I know we've all kind of talked about them on our mini episodes leading up to this one, uh, but this way it'll kind of give us a chance to sort of uh, bounce ideas off of each other and talk a little more in depth about these things. So uh, let's just go ahead and get the ball rolling. And I want to, I want to go ahead and start with Tyler. Um, I know one character that you have on your list uh, on your top 25 is Allegiant General Pride from the Rise of Skywalker. So yes. I just have a couple questions for you. And, you know, if you want to just go ahead and lead it off, maybe recap what you said uh, in your mini, uh, just kind of let us know broad strokes why you chose that character. And then I'll just kind of ask you some follow up questions after that. Um, General Pride is on my list because 
you know, as you guys know, I have a, a pretty large Sith Trooper uh, army, <laughs> one of the largest <laughs> that I know of, um, you know, not trying to toot my own horn here. It's impressive. But I only know of one other person really who bothered to army build these in large quantities, and that's Jake James, of course. Um, <laughs> I, I've never seen really anybody else who bothered to army build these guys uh, to the extent that I did. Um, but I have no one to lead them. I have, you know, two platoons of suit of Sith troopers and uh, no general pride to stand in front of them on my shelf. So it, it bothers me greatly. Well, and, and also open this one up to all of you guys, too, where don't just let me ask Tyler all the questions if you guys have any thoughts about that as well. But I do want to just go ahead and lead into it where, you know, you mentioned that you have nobody to lead your Sith troopers, Tyler. There's zero items in tvc that go with you know the sith eternal there's there's no officers there's no uh you know no we don't even have hux he's also on your list mm-hmm. um you know there's no palpatine uh no exegol playset, no stuff like that um you know if hasbro were to make this figure tomorrow what you know besides a sith trooper here or there and actually in the movie he doesn't directly interact with any um you know how would you like to see hasbro supported if they were to make a general pride figure would they need to make more figures uh from rise of skywalker which i know sequels bad that's risky and all that but whatever um you know like what kind of support would you like to see that figure get would it be a slow drip would you like to see a couple things related to it at the same time yeah so <sighs> Look, let me let me start off by saying that there is a reason why we are not seeing many, really any at all, sequel figures right now. Hasbro is going to pursue what is profitable, and clearly we can see that uh, the merchandise from those movies, whether it's because of the movies themselves or because of the quality of sequel trilogy figures that we used to get or a combination of factors. I think it's a combination of factors. I wouldn't disagree. Uh, we're not we're not getting them anymore. Um, but I don't think that the sequel trilogy needs to be completely disregarded as, you know, a, a merchandise that can't be done because just the entire thing is toxic. The whole thing is just poisonous to retail shelves. We've seen that argument. I don't think that's necessarily true. I do think that there are some characters that would be poor choices and we can get into that later, but I think there are other, (laughs) 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 Um, but I, but I also think that if they're selective about it, you know, it could be fine. Um, and I think an example of that is is army builders or dark side characters. Both of those always sell well. Both of those, you know, people are, there's always going to be troop builders like me, army builders who, you know, the Sith troopers and the Sith jet troopers didn't have any problem selling despite whether the movie cool itself design. was divisive or unpopular. I mean, they didn't hit clearance aisles, you know, and they're, and they're never going to, um, so ideally, you, you know, <laughs> if there was a bigger budget and, and more slots for tooling, I'd like to see supporting characters like uh, Captain Sabrand, the um, sort of Sith trooper uh, or, or the Sith fleet officer um, that was below him and sort of uh, headed the fleet when it went to um, Jabimi and, and blew up blew up Jabimi. Kajimi. Uh, I'm sorry. Kajimi, when it blew, when it blew up Kajimi, <laughs> well, there's a planet called Jabim. Yeah, yeah, and the, the old getting all yeah. messed up here. Evan, can you can we edit that out? Let me start over. No, <laughs> <laughs> you live with your mistakes. Says the guy who says four lam. <laughs> uh, ideally, I'd like to see uh, Captain Sabran or some kind of generic Final Order Sith Fleet officer, uh, Sith Fleet technicians. Um, yeah. Yeah, who also I'd, appear I'd like on your list. Yeah, yeah the, okay. both of those are on my list. So yeah, that makes sense. You know, I I don't disagree too about a lot of the sequel stuff, even though I like them. It's it's very much I I don't see the harm, and if they were to slow drip them out, you know, one every year or so, yeah, which would be frustrating. I'll be collecting. It'll take me forty years to get the main characters, but you know, 
I'd rather that single pack them and just put them one per case and, you know, look at the rise of Skywalker away from Force uh, Force Friday. Everybody's like, oh, the movie's trash. It's like, sure, that may be. But the figures did sell. Mm -hmm. Uh, They weren't overproduced, really. And once that wave sold through the next waves went. And I know that's why a lot of those figures from that wave do command a higher secondary market value just because their production run was at least from my consumer standpoint, appears to be much lower. So they do, they can move if they're smart about it, but if they triple pack them like Lando, ah, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Right. Even OT suffers triple packed. Right. And, <laughs> and that's, so. that's why, you know, I can understand Hasbro being a little bit leery of spending precious tooling dollars on a figure that could potentially flop. But like you said, yeah. one figure isn't going to kill the line. I really don't think it is. And as long as the, the choices are smart, yeah, it's, you know. Well, I wanted to say, of course, we don't always need to go back to the first wave, but it's relevant here because, you know, people look at that and say, oh, sequel characters don't sell. Those are characters that had been available in multiple other forms for years at, at that the same point. Time. At the same time. And yeah, the exa- sometimes the exact same figure in that first yeah, wave. On the same um, peg even. I remember seeing them mm, together. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, so there was no shortage of the main Force Awakens looks of those characters you know, was Snoke the most, ex- even if you didn't like what they did with the character, was that the most exciting first all new character to come out with when you didn't really have anything else for him to interact with? Maybe not the best choice, um, I think. So yeah, I think something like Pride would be great. And I was looking at the costumes, like he's got a unique um, torso, but mm-hmm. a lot of the ret- the arms and the legs and I think the lower skirt could be reused for other First Order officers, whether that's Finn in the First Order disguise. Um, I don't know how well a DJ would sell, but I would buy it. But, you know, Hux or any of the other generic First Order officers. Absolutely. Which, Um, similar to the Imperial officers on your list, they could also reuse those parts for multiple, multiple characters. 100%. I think the legs could be used for uh, the Sith fleet technician, for example, Mm -hmm. at the very least. Um, But but let me get into why I like General Pride real quick. Yeah, go for it. So I'm going to make sort of a controversial potentially blasphemous statement here. Oh God. But I'm going to say (laughs) that to me, he is the Tarkin of the sequel trilogy. And before everybody jumps down my throat, let me explain why. I know that's quite a comparison to make, but let me, let me explain why. Okay. So he is calm, cool, calculated, cunning. He served Palpatine in the old wars, meaning the galactic empire during the galactic civil war. Um, the same way that Tarkin served Palpatine during the Clone Wars. Uh, he doesn't fear Kylo the same way as Tarkin did not fear Vader because both of them are confident in their abilities and their importance. Uh, both are clearly favored by Palpatine and were personal confidants and received orders directly from Palpatine personally. Um, they both sort of have the rule through fear doctrine, uh, the same philosophy, meaning that, you know, for Tarkin, it was the Death Star and with pride, it's the final order fleet with all of the Death Star lasers on each Star Destroyer. Um, General Pride is everything that General Hux isn't. <laughs> uh, pride represents a competent and respectable military commander, whereas, you know, Hux started off as sort of this badass giving this awesome speech on star killer base and then his character got clowned in <laughs> the last jedi and never never recovered after that right so huck or uh, pride is sort of what hux was supposed to be before his character <laughs> rapidly declined uh and then of course the ultimate comparison between pride and tarkin is that both of them ended up dying because of their arrogance and under underestimating the enemy right they both yeah. ended up blowing up in in battle, so that's why to me they they are they sort of parallel one another. You know, I already it's like poetry; they rhyme. Uh, yes, I exactly. already <laughs> I already liked the General Pride character, but I do I I do appreciate that point of view, Tyler. I I do think that's pretty good. You know, and I I if the if they're filling in the gaps the way I think they are in the canon between the trilogies, mm-hmm. I, I I think we could end up seeing General Pride again one of these days. And I, I agree. think that would also boost yeah. the chances yeah. of maybe seeing that figure or boost the visibility of wanting that figure. Yes, so, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Maybe now that 
Now the Bad Batch is getting into the territory of some of the cloning stuff. Perhaps maybe he'll show up there. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, the possibilities are endless. I do um, have to ask, Tyler, looking at your lists, you do know we're supposed to root for the good guys, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and you called Hux badass before he destroyed planets. You know fascism's bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> Even so, in space. So here's the thing, right? Star Wars needs a compelling villain. If the villain is a clown, it just doesn't work. There are no stakes. Nobody cares because everybody knows the good guys are going to win. You need to have those compelling, daunting villains that are, you know, that raise the stakes and make you invested in the story because there is a chance that the good guys could lose or get their butts kicked like they did at Hoth and like they did at Bespin, Mm -hmm. right? That's what makes a good movie stakes. When the bad guys are just incompetent buffoons, there's no stakes. There's no stakes. So All right. I'm not so talking Darth about Jar Jar fans. Stakes, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, awesome. Um, anything else about Hux or not Hux? Good God. Pride <laughs> before we uh, jump to the next one. Um, we went over tooling. Um, John, you you asked me in your notes um, yeah. why I want so many why so many figures on my list are figures that we already have because over half of them 13 of the 25 have been done some some in only five poa and we know your stance on that some of them (laughs) like the revenge of the sith eric characters they're not terrible figures so i just want to know your and we've discussed it a little bit before but your stance on would you rather see these all these old figures that we already have just redone again or versus new characters what are you kind of how do you find that balance in the line for you? Well, yeah. So especially when it comes to the original 96 characters like the Biker Scout and the Snow Trooper, the whole point of redoing those original 96 characters in the vintage collection is to make them definitive in the best versions of those characters that they could possibly be. So when you repack a sculpt from you know a decade and a half ago, uh, that's hardly definitive for me. <laughs> But aside sure. from the original 96 characters, when, you, when I talk about, you know, the the 41st Elite Corps Clone Trooper, the Galactic Marine, um, Commander Bly, Commander Cody, right? There are already examples of these iconic uh, clone troopers and clone com- commanders from Revenge of the Sith in the Vintage Collection. We have Commander Cody. We have Commander Gree. We have the 212th clone trooper we have the 501st clone trooper we have the shock trooper and so i believe that those are characters and troopers that deserve sort of to be immortalized in the vintage collection because some of their counterparts already are right sure so i'd like to see commander bly in the vintage collection but i don't want to see commander bly from a decade and a half ago i want to see a new one that deserves to be on a TBC card because yeah, the old one is, is okay, but it, it just doesn't fit the standards anymore. You know, with very rare exceptions, uh, swivel hips just ain't cutting it anymore. Uh, they really have no place <laughs> in the line anymore. And there, there are, like I said, there are yeah. rare exceptions, you know, like the, the echo base soldier. Um, a lot of people wanted that as a repack. So I think that's fine. But f- for large part, uh, swivel hips just really they don't do the line any favors because they're not enticing new collectors who look at the articulation on the black series versus the articulation on the vintage collection and they're like swivel hips that's so (laughs) a decade ago or a decade and a half ago you know it's it's, yeah so that's why well and and then you've also got you know decades of things for these characters from older properties to interact with you know and hasbro actually made toys for three and three quarter inch scale stuff you know yeah these older characters do have things that you can slot them into dioramas already exist. So right. it's a bit of an advantage there. Sure. Anyway, we could talk about that for a long time. Let's move on. John, you're in the hot seat now. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> you've got, your list was maybe the most controversial uh, <laughs> out of all of ours. Uh, Whereas Tyler's was maybe the most like, ah, oh, yeah, this guy gets it. Um, <laughs> it John's is the craziest You're list. Welcome. I, I wouldn't disagree with any of them, though. I wouldn't disagree no, with I any wouldn't. John's at all. That's the thing. Let me, yeah. let me make you, this totally clear. Every figure that appears on all of our lists, 
I want them all. Yeah. I want yeah, them yeah, all yeah, in totally. my collection, yeah. like tomorrow. So let's let's get on that. Um, but yeah, funny enough, I'm not going to go after you for Holdo. Uh, I was going to ask you about uh, Hu Yang. <laughs> yes. So for those of you who don't remember who Hu Yang is, and I have to admit, I had to uh, Wikipedia that one real quick because I, I knew, but it just had to jog that memory. John, who is this yes. character? He is... Hu Yang, Huang, kind of pronounced both ways. That's another thing. Forlom, Forlom, Tantiv, Tantivi. Is it Hu Yang or Huang? I don't I'm know. I'm going to die on so many hills. <laughs> <laughs> In the episode, they pronounce it both ways, so I'll accept either at the moment. But it, he is the droid uh, on the starship that takes the Padawans, the younglings, from Coruscant to Ilum and teaches them how to build their lightsabers on the journey back. Uh, he appeared in Season 5 of The Clone Wars in an arc about a group of younglings doing that uh, process who get hijacked by Hondo and his gang of pirates who get uh, attacked by Grievous, who are escorted by Ahsoka. Um, it was a very fun arc. Um, and he, yeah, I think he's, he's a very interesting character. He's sort of the, for the Harry Potter fans, he's sort of the Mr. Ollivander of uh, Star Wars. Very similar vibes. That uh, that whole little spiel just sounded like a Mad Lib. Like, you know, some Padawans <laughs> are going on a starship and they get hijacked by Hondo and attacked by Grievous. And it's like, okay, cool. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, no, but I, th- you know, those were episodes that I didn't appreciate when they came out because I was like, where's all the action and stuff? But uh, yeah. upon rewatching The Clone Wars over the last 10 years, uh, oh my God, how old is that show at this point? Um, yeah. I do. I, I I really love those episodes. I have a soft spot for them. Um, but I, I, I'm just curious though about, uh, uh, Huang, Hu Yang, or how do you want me yeah. to pronounce it, John? Either uh, way. It's good. Okay. Um, you know, kind of same with general pride. We don't have anything currently that this character interacts with or well, that uh, besides Hondo, but I, th- I threw out those Mad Libs for a reason to show that he does have quite a few characters uh, that he does interact with in the show. He has some little, he has some banter with R2 uh, towards the end of the episode. You're right. He doesn't have uh, any of the younglings to interact with, but we because have some he older is, younglings, though. Yeah, yeah. But because I was going to say because he is a thousand years old and he has done this process with presumably every single Jedi who ever became a Jedi until, you know, the order was destroyed. Uh, he can interact with any of these characters in in the episodes. He talks about. One day I'll tell you the story of how I taught Yoda how to build his lightsaber. And in the comics, we see him teaching Mace Windu. So you really can display him with, yeah, the older younglings or, uh, you know, the upcoming Anakin Padawan figure. Or he's one of those... uh, Evergreen characters. Yeah, evergreen. He has a long history in the line. And he's even in your beloved... uh, He shows up in a High Republic book, as a mention in uh, one of them I saw on Wikipedia. But so he's around during that era. There's plenty of storytelling opportunity for him to come back. I think, as you say, I don't think he's super relevant, obviously, at the moment, since uh, you don't even remember him until you rewatch the episodes. But I remember him, damn it. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> well, you know, the, the later seasons of Clone Wars didn't get figure coverage for yeah. whatever reason. Uh, that left major gaps. So you yep. just said, you know, maybe he's not super relevant. But again, with the, with the Bad Batch and so many clo- so many things that, you know, saw their seeds originate in the Clone Wars on through Rebels and all the Filoni stuff as we move forward that stuff with, you know, Rebels being a cornerstone of a lot of the live action. A lot of that has mm-hmm. roots in Clone Wars. Does it count? Does Clone Wars still count as relevant, like new media? Because, you know, the final season was just at this point almost two years ago. Good Lord. But yeah. that's still fairly recent. We're still getting figures from that that season. And they're kind of like finding ways to repack things from older seasons. Uh, I don't know. Would you consider the Clone Wars as something that Hasbro should still keep, even the previous seasons of oh, yeah. Siege of Mandalore, as things that Hasbro should keep in the forefront? Yeah, absolutely. I think. Well, we see it on Instagram. There's a lot of love for Clone Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's, you know, the clones are obviously a big component, but you know, it's not just about the army builders. It's not just about the the cool guys in badass armor. It's about the weirdos, the droids, the aliens. That's what mm-hmm. sort of makes, you know, Star Wars go the Star Wars figure line go as deep as it has over the last four decades. Uh, you need those kind of characters. Um, and it's, you know, in an ideal world, we wouldn't just be focusing on original trilogy remakes and whatever TV show came out, you know, 18 months ago in the development cycle, because that's what the figures are able to get out. We would be able to cherry pick characters from 
all across the line, all across the history of, of the franchise. And that's, you know, that's sort of what my list is. It's, it's characters that didn't quite make the cut, uh, maybe when they were more relevant, when they had the chance, like some of the episode one characters that didn't make it out when they had the chance. Klieg didn't come out when episode two was, you know, getting a lot of figures. Holdo didn't come out when episode eight was getting a lot of figures. Dryden Voss, you know, all these different characters that, you know, I, I think are missing from their respective movie lines. That's, that's sort of what I was going for. That whole um, time you were talking, I was just nodding like, yes, 100%. Yes. yes same here. I mean, that's, that's, that was almost my logic. I just didn't go quite as deep cut as John did on some of his. But, yeah. Yeah. I, none same of us thinking. ever can. <laughs> uh, what, yes, because I know, I know people will be asking for Rebels characters, and I know people will be asking for the characters that were on last year's you know, bracket, but I, I kind of wanted to be a voice for some of these weirdo characters mm-hmm. like like Theron Ned, I'll just point out the last Rebel pilot in A New Hope who has lines. Yeah, they got so close to making all of them, or you know, Velkin. Of course, we hear a lot about Velkin, but they got so close to making all the skiff cards from the first skiff, and then forgot Velkin. So time for Theron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Net now. <laughs> we'll get we'll get Charlize Theron to talk about Theron Ned or something. Like that. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be a great get. Stay tuned for a future episode where I somehow get Charlize Theron on this uh, (laughs) podcast. Um, All right. Well, anything else then about about uh, Hu Yang? Uh, No, like you said, a lot of my list, especially my list is sort of just repeated from last year, since, as you can imagine, not a ton of them were made. Four of them (laughs) were made, actually, the army builders. Um, But, you know, these are these are characters that have been on my list for a decade. I think you have more from your list last year that got made than I do. Weirdly (laughs) enough, I'll have to look. Yeah, I don't know the list, but it was, yeah, the Perch Trooper, the 332nd, a couple characters like that. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's good to see that we're getting a few of those things. So by this time next year, we're going to get Kitster and Wald. I swear, please. (laughs) We'll have Klieg by next May. Yeah. Uh, All right. Klieg. Louis. Did you say Klieg? Klieg. Yeah, we're going to circle back to Klieg. All right, listen. He says Klieg Klieg in the movie. He says his own name in the movie. Klieg is going to drive the Tantive 4 and hunt down Forlan. (laughs) With who, Yang? Fine. Klieg Klieg Lars. There you Uh, go. All right. right. I've got the ultimate question for John. Yes, yes. Before we move on. I want you to justify, not to me. No, no. I want you <laughs> to justify to the community why precious tooling dollars should be spent on Admiral Holdo. Yes. Well, again, these are characters that I, I wish we were in a scenario where we weren't only getting eight and a half new figures per year. You know, yeah. that's something that we all know needs to change. Um, I don't, again, I don't think she's coming anytime soon. I don't think that uh, she's particularly likely, but I'm just kind of being a voice for her saying, I would like her in the line. Uh, maybe you wouldn't, but you know, I would, maybe they can do a three pack of her and a, a VAC metal C3PO for people to actually buy her or something. And, <laughs> you know, a resist- that, another that resistance work. droid or something. Yeah. That'll do it. There well, are ways that they can do this. And I will say in the black series, it was interesting because they took her, the lower half of her body and made Aura sing out of it. So I don't know if they could do something similar for TVC in reverse. They could take some of R. Singh's parts and make a holdo out of it. They have they have plenty of options. They, they could really even, cheat with it too. Is just just do yeah. a head sculpt and then throw any body. Well, yeah, so. I think yeah, and a lot of it's soft goods, and maybe that was because they like we said they did make her in black series, and that you know they made plenty of Last Jedi figures um, at the time that it was released, but. Yeah, I don't know if she'd be mostly soft goods if that was intimidating to them before they saw the reaction from the YouTube crowd or whatever. Yeah, it um, wouldn't be but that different from what they've done with Bib Fortuna recently, though. Yeah, would it? yeah. because yeah, underneath he he could be anything, um, but the soft goods yeah. can sell. Mm-hmm. That. Obviously, the head sculpt's amazing, but you know the soft goods exactly the same thing. Sell that figure, so it's not as yeah. high risk as it seems on paper. Right. I mean, it's probably fairly high risk, but you know, yeah. I'm still John's entire anyway. list is high risk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he on the edge. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Lewis, uh, let's go ahead and move to you then. Yeah. Um, you know, we're kind of uh, back on the sequel train real quick for yours. In your top 25 mini episode, uh, you mentioned having the final appearances of main OT characters uh, as they appeared in the sequel trilogy. 
So I, I just asked, you know, why would you choose this general Leia look from Force Awakens over Rise of Skywalker, which I have on my list? Because um, we have at least one Leia from the other two sequel trilogy films in three and three quarter inch. You know, one is that Broomhilda looking weird blue dress <laughs> one uh, from the Walmart exclusive that got repacked, and then a five POA uh, Last Jedi one, which I really like. I really like that Last Jedi figure, but again, five POA lets it down a bit. Uh, John's note on here is great. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I'll let yeah, him handle we'll, that we'll one. There. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Lewis. <laughs> so yeah, General Leia from Force Awakens. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, we're talking high risk. I don't know how high risk this one would be, but um, she she obviously did have a few other outfits past past this one. But for me, this is the one that that sells her character as a sequel character. It it kind of it goes back to that General Leia from Return of the Jedi. You know, it has that similar look. So to me, it's more of an action figure. It's it, I, I can imagine this one being used much more in photography or in, you know, setups, we, you know, holding a blaster or in an action pose. Whereas I think when you look at those those later outfits, they don't really work as action poses. I mean, as you say, the, the, the last Jedi version we've got, it's a 5 POA figure. It probably does enough for what it needs to do as, as that figure as it stands. I don't feel the, the, the Rise of Skywalker one is, it's, it doesn't, like, she, she's barely in it anyway, is she? I mean, she's, few yeah. minutes of screen time a lot of that cgi i mm-hmm. think some of it she's even laying down you know it, it's not yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really jump out at me but but again this one is, is the last outfit where we actually saw her standing with han solo you know and the two of them had that interaction and again for mm-hmm. me the sequels it, that that's how i sort of imagine and you know embodying and, and closing off those two figures and that's where i think when i said in the mini episode for me part of getting this particular layout, I think you'd have to get Han Solo with it as well. So, mm-hmm. and again, we've got the five POA, but he's not great. His head sculpt's terrible. Mm-hmm. So I think you would need the two, definitely. But, but that was really my thinking. And obviously the Black Series have this version. I, I don't, you know, again, it's another one of those, you, you, when they you see it coming out in Black Series, you kind of think, oh, I really want that figure in, in 3.75. And yeah, I don't know how well it did. Um, Perhaps you know better than me, but I don't know. Did it sit on pegs for long? Did it sell? I mean, yeah, yeah. she was because she was part of a wave. I think she came out with like Maz Kanata. It was a couple of years yeah. after Force Awakens. So it was like during the last Jedi launch. It was with Maz. It was with Poe in his very plain brown jacket. Mm-hmm. I was probably wearing the exact same outfit when I bought those <laughs> figures. Yeah, but I was going to say those the were the last figures I got wave. at a Toys R Us. So, <laughs> yes, but. And yeah, because that this lay is also on my list. And I, I said, you know, she actually wore this outfit in real life and it wasn't a Rise of Skywalker horrifying CGI floating yeah. head yeah. resurrection situation. And you know, they work with what they work with what they got, yeah. but I, I I don't you know I think I'd she does more in this, this one as well. I mean, in this particular yeah, sure. film, she has a lot more going on. I think, you know, The Last Jedi again, the, she's in it, but again, she's a lot of it she's laying down, um, a lot of it's CGI. <laughs> yeah. She has more screen time in this film, and it just feels to me like this is the, the layer that, that, that I wanted to see in the sequels, you know, someone that is still leading the resistance or, you know, rebels or whatever. It, so that that's, for me, this outfit says that. So, so yeah. Amen. I wanted to ask, because when you said she's holding a blaster and stuff, because the only time she actually holds a blaster in the sequels is in Last, Last Jedi, Jedi on a crate, yeah. right? Yeah. No, and when For she second. shoots Poe on the Rattus. Oh, yeah, yeah. So with the stun. Two times, yeah. I don't think her a medical coma gown is going to get a figure in no. time soon. But. Uh, that was my number 26. <laughs> no. and almost, almost I, mean, I, know, I know that she didn't necessarily hold a blaster in the, in the movies. I think it's just that, for me, this right, as an right. action figure looks like it could be used in that way. If you were setting it up in that way, I think it would make more sense. So... Totally. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's sure. how I see it anyway. But I, I, it just blows my mind that for Force Awakens, you know, we got the five POA stuff, but I, it's just crazy that we didn't even get five POA Leia uh, when she was yeah. a huge selling point for mm-hmm. the film. Yeah, I don't know why the, the the original three weren't available at launch. I mean, I get Luke because yeah, he was Luke like, I get, but yeah, Han but was Han one of those later waves hard been, to find ones. Yeah. yeah, they should have been available from day one. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you would think that with all the nostalgia uh, bait that they had with that movie and the marketing for it, that they would have yeah. been like, well, let's make the figures that people are here for. Yeah, well, one would so, think. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, oh, well. uh, you know, you look at, uh, again, I think with, with the other, if you look at Tross, um, I know you, on your list, you've got the, the Tross version of New Heaven. But yeah, for me, she didn't really interact with anybody in that film. I mean, again, 
that is partly Shinra X because, is one of the only figures we got from that movie. Yeah, right. Well, true, right, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, partly because they pasted her in afterwards. But there isn't really, you think of all of those generals around her, all of the soldiers. She, she, there's not really any point where you think she really interacts. So, again, for me, this one has more use as a figure. Yeah. Um, but, she just kind of. St- stares while jj abram's best friends kind of make puns off screen it's like oh boy anyway <laughs> but, but uh, yeah so yeah yeah I, I don't think she'd ever sell like a, a return of the jedi boba but I, I think she would sell i think she would yeah be good for the line um you know we bought general nadine a number of times we bought lobot a number of times surely yeah. she's more desirable than some of those figures so i yeah. mean seven seven years on i still want that leia mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't know. I would say, cause one of the questions was, you know, it does the legacy question or does that kind of legacy character status help her seem like a safer choice, uh, than say, you know, pride or, uh, any of the other sequel figures, but yeah, yeah, I, I would say I so. so. I would say so. I think so. And it's interesting when after I didn't even realize till I looked back at my list and I've actually got three different layers on my list, which was <laughs> not intentional at all. I'm now, I'm not some sort of layer fanboy or anything like that. It, it literally, I just went through the list of figures that I thought need to be in the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't, you know, looking back, I kind of think that, you know, we have to add the New Hope version on there. I have obviously this one. So this takes us from start to finish of uh, the two I've picked. And then obviously the other one was the Jedi training one, which again is because that kind of embodies where I would have liked to have seen a bit more, you know, action mm-hmm. layer in that, that scene. So I almost sort of wonder if you could do like an evolutions pack. Um, you know, you have mm-hmm. the first, oh, yeah. you have the last. You know, you could you could have something in the middle. Whether you know, it could be Ewok celebration layer. We still need that one, but mm-hmm. you kind of feel that there's a pack there that could be made for all of these these legacy characters that show the original you know version of them going through to the sequels, and I'm sure people would buy them. Well, in a lot of cases, in a lot yeah. of cases, you know, of the big three, especially in a lot of the New Hope characters, we do need new versions yeah. of their original iconic looks too. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a huge stunning lack of Leia in TVC, really. If you ask me, there's so many Leia looks that are just where are they? You know, mm-hmm. we've got that's every Luke imaginable. Yeah, that's why I added get... um, a New Hope Leia in my list. We like mm. we need that figure. Yeah, she especially now on detentive as well. You know, right? She yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. There's a lot she interacts with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. We have we have quite a few good layers, a few okay layers. I know some of them are outdated. I dare not even bring up the indoor layer. Yeah. Well, that's but, not me crapping you know. on any layers that we have. I'm just saying, you know, we sure. It's kind of like how we only have one Padme in TVC. It's like yes, yes. Where where are they? Uh, anyway, so let's. Uh, anything else about uh, TFA layer? No, you guys? I mean again, just some of the other questions. I think you asked the other guys in terms of what interacts with her. What have we got again. I think this particular layer has more to interact with her than perhaps some of the other versions. Um, I think if you look mm-hmm. at Force Awakens, even the the five POA figures we've got, you know, you could have a scene and put them in the background. You know, we have Akbar, we have Snap West, Snap Snap Wexley. I can't even say it. Um, you know, we have some of the droids. We've obviously got BB-8, C-3PO, R2D2. So we, we've got figures. I think that you could start to build that control room scene, um, even if some of them are sitting in the background. You know. Um, but whereas well, I think with the other films, you literally would have a standing on our own. So again, yeah. for me, mm-hmm. that's where this one has a, a slightly more advantage. Really. Good justification. I will say real quick, you, you have eight on your list that are the same as mine. So those eight at least have impeccable taste. They're my, my <laughs> high risk game. They're the, uh, yeah. they're the ones I'm really having a pun on. I feel like I only have like one overlap with John and that's about it. Let me see. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, real quick, let's move on then to Carlo. Oh God, you're in the hot seat now. Uh, so your your list is a lot of fun, and uh, <laughs> you've got some interesting things on there. But one that caught my eye, and it's really high up on your list. I think is it the number two seat? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's number three. Uh, Rook cast. Yeah. Uh, so one, who the heck is that? Uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'd be a fake fan if I didn't know, but. Is this a, is it just a selfish uh, pick? Carla, oh yeah. Cause you like them goth girls yep. or <laughs> is, you know, is it kind of going along with Siege of Mandalore stuff or I don't know. Right. It's, Tell it's us. a hundred percent selfish, but come on guys. Don't tell <laughs> me that you don't want that figure. Yeah, I know. I want it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a super, I do want it. right. It's a super badass um, character design. I mean, costume design. She fights Ahsoka. She hangs out with Maul. She's part of the uh, Siege of Mandalore. Come on. We need that figure. Yeah. She's and very um, cool. yeah, right. 
yeah, her armor is awesome. Like she's a badass uh, villain. We definitely need that. In the, More in the... villains are always good. Oh yeah. But if we get her, we're gonna need Gar Saxon. I mean, exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that's why he's, he's my list. He's twelve on Carlos' list. Yeah. 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 Well, that that leads me to ask though too: Would this would Rook require? all new tooling or would they be able to leverage parts from Mandos that they're making like Bo-Katan or any of the other stuff they're working on? I don't know. I was looking at uh, Bo-Katan earlier comparing the um, armor on Google and it looks like maybe they could use they could reuse some parts. I don't know if they can reuse the whole thing though. Maybe no. the shoulders. Their torsos are completely different. The torsos, yeah, it's totally yeah. different. The boots are different. I think the limbs perhaps. The helmets maybe are different. Maybe the hands, yeah. The helmets, But then yeah. in 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 that same vein, though, then if they were to spend the money on that tooling, it it they could then use that as a base for more female Mandalorians. Exactly right. right, for sure. Yep, correct. Because I I was looking real quick and I said or I saw that yeah, because Rook cast seems unique, but I think they reuse her animation model for like for Rook's lieutenants or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And this, so they're they're unique from the other female Mandalorians, but there are a bunch of them in this in the Mandalorian sort of look. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it would be nice to be able to army build, you know, both male and female Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. I, so Yeah. Because we are getting quite a few to army build. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna bring seems. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this year we're getting both Mandalorians and Death Watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yep. we have Bo-Katan, even though the suit is uh, the armor is different um, compared to Clone Wars. But still, we were already starting to get those figures. So I think it, it would be perfect timing to get Rook Cast or Gar Saxon. Yeah, absolutely. I want to listen to her um, Spotify playlist. I yeah. bet <laughs> she has really good taste in music. You can totally tell. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, she's man. got it streaming as she's uh, attacking the capital on Mandalore. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can't fight in the Clone Wars without a good Spotify playlist. <laughs> I wanted to ask about number 25 on your list. Gecko, I'm barely even familiar with that guy. He's he's the bounty hunter from Mandalorian. Yeah. Is that is that this guy? Nice okay. Yeah. It's a yeah. good looking character, right? Mm. I, I yeah. think it's super different. I love it. It's most of my list is just um I choose him because of the looks. But Gecko mm. is a really cool character too. The head's awesome and the fact that he has like paint like face paint on on, on his face. <laughs> and yeah. the, the shape of his head. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's a really badass um looking character yeah for sure yeah that was one i had to i had to look up and then uh you've, you've got a lot of um out there alien choices which we do need more of in the line <laughs> right? is yeah. those unique dynamic here like Witif sayubi oh my uh, gosh sorry i butchered I the pronunciation that on that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I, I i really dig your list overall even though most of them just like i have to double check who they are <laughs> not most of them but there's been a few like gecko it's like okay I, i'll just say heaven if you ha- if you don't follow him um uh, gecko the actor dominic pace is actually on instagram and he's oh, a big oh, star really? wars fan he's always pushing and he's trying to push to get more out of the character he's trying to get comics done and uh he's a good one to follow on instagram if, you, if you're not oh, following him so, I will. yeah look him up oh, dominic that's pace. good Huh. Sweet, yeah, nice. looking into yeah. that. And then we'll, we'll we'll get him on board, and we'll all push for a figure for Gecko. Then, yeah. Yeah. Yes, right, after, awesome. right after Charlize, because he, yeah. he interacts. We just got the droid who drives the uh, the little cart for Mando, the R six mm-hmm. droid. Excuse me for not remembering his designation, but in that scene, uh, we need so much more to fill out that scene still with the other bounty hunters. Season that, one, that, grief. you know, yeah, season one grief, uh, Paz Vizsla, but they could fill out the the cantina and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shootouts outside of it, yeah. That um, Zuvio helmet that shows up yes. all the time in Mandalorian and yeah. Boba Fett, <laughs> yeah. I was this close to putting Zuvio on my top twenty. I would, I would totally buy it. It's close. It's a cool looking, yeah. Character. It's totally. a dumb looking character, yeah. but it's a cool looking character. Yeah. Get out. Um, yeah, for it. Cool guy, Zuvio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Evan. Let's get into you. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. Yeah. So what I, I didn't pick one for me to you know, assault myself about. So <laughs> I don't know. I'll leave this one to you guys. Were there any things on my top 25? I'm sure that made you raise eyebrows. Most of quite them. a few. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> Screw you guys. You thought my list was weird. At least they're from recognizable no, movies I, and things. I wholeheartedly okay. agree with most of this list. Nah, sign Most of it. There's a solid five that are kind of like, hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I yeah. would ask certainly. I, I've I've only read the first High Republic novel, but um, yeah. Martian Rowe. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. Um, it was but, yeah. <laughs> how you pronounce his name. He, uh, he, Markian. Yeah. Markian, right? Markian Rowe. Yeah. I mean, again, he sounds like a really cool character. I haven't read a huge amount about him. Obviously, you, you're a bit further ahead. So, but again, it's that question of if we got him, how much more would you want to see from the High Republic? That's, that's a tough one. You know, I, with the high Republic, I look at, I would look at things like shadows of the empire, uh, as a template of, you know, make like a wave of things and just leave it be, even though there's, there's so many characters in the high Republic. It's ridiculous. Uh, it, it, it's hard to keep track of sometimes as a reader, especially if you're one of those, I'm going to read all of it. Um, but I think it would be smart to get, you know, even just a couple of the main Jedi character out there, Jedi characters out there. I have a couple on my list as well with Markeon Rowe, but you know, Markeon Rowe having the main villain, you know, we've, we've noticed Hasbro has a reluctance to make the main villains from things. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's a little different than your run of the mill. You know, he's not clean, like a, like a military tactician. He's not like, you know, a Sith, uh, you know, he's not wielding a lightsaber well entirely, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> he's just got this, you know, ragtag kind of grimy, dirty armor. Cause you know, he's part of this faction that's, you know, they're just these ragtag punk, you know, terrorists <laughs> essentially. So I, I think it's very interesting and the character's only gotten more interesting beyond just being oh he's got a mysterious mask and he leads the nihil there's a lot more to it now since we're three novels in uh plus you know how 30 some uh, issues i think 20 some issues into the comic uh yeah, a couple of the young readers books and and he's getting his own spin-off comic right now too about some of his oh, origins cool. so we'll learn more he still is quite a mysterious character where we still aren't entirely sure of his origins or his motivations for why, you know, he hates the Jedi or why he's leading the Nihil and why he's doing anything he's doing. So I have a few questions about him and the High Republic in general. So now yeah. that there is he hundreds of years old or something, I just want to ask because I know the next phase is jumping back a couple hundred years. Are these characters going to cross over or is that just going to create a whole new crop of characters that we are waiting on figures for? So as know? I as I understand it, so he as far as I know, he's not super old. You know, they talk about his father uh, being the previous leader of the Nihil, uh, which is in recent living memory of other folks that are there. So he's not okay. super old. He's still a, a relatively young dude. Uh, the time jump. So they're the phase three of wave one, or no wave three of phase one. It's confusing of the high Republic <laughs> is just ending right now. Uh, and then the whole project is taking a 150 year jump to the past. Uh, Mm-hmm. Where there will be some characters carrying over, there are plenty of old, older characters that exist. Like, um, you know, you have Yoda. I think he's going to feature more prominently in the second prequel phase. It's going to be kind of like the movies, I imagine. Sure. Where it's you know the trilogy, then the prequel trilogy, and then the follow up, kind of wrapping it all together. Hopefully, in a slightly less messy fashion. Um, yeah. So there, there's also a character named Porter Angle. He's a cool, you know, Jedi character. And we're going to get to learn more about his younger days, like peak Jedi days, because he's an old, old Santa Claus dude in <laughs> the current books that we just read. So we'll kind of get to learn more of why he has this, you know, crazy badass reputation. And we'll maybe learn more about Markeon Rose people and maybe learn more about his lineage and what inspired where he came from to be so anti-Jedi, anti-Force. Okay. So and then my other question was, so I know they've sort of had a hesitance over the years to do novel figures because obviously it's not a visual format and you can't really see what the characters look like outside of covers or, you know, fan art or whatever. Do all these characters also fit in the comics or like, are they also represented more visually? Cause that might give them a better chance of, so what was it that like they a said 1% better chance of getting made? Uh, yeah. I, what, what, what I wonder is, you know, with shadows of the empire, I mentioned that because it was, the movie without the movie it was all the merchandise yeah. and it was all the stuff but you know they had to come up with the characters uh with the high republic stuff it's been a story group in lucasfilm working on all of this for a couple of years now they've been mapping it all out it's all interconnected marvel style right. uh, all the characters you know are they 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 have visual representation in so far as that they have been officially uh, all been pretty much imagined in some form consistently throughout the comics and promotional art. Like they make posters for the books. So we know what they all kind right. of look like. Uh, sure. And they, I think the first book was what January of 2021. 
Uh, but we saw the characters in the summer of 2020. So it's kind of a couple of years now that we've spent being able to visualize and kind of sit on these, uh, how these characters look and kind of get a feel for that. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. Um, and I know that this is something that John would probably bring up, but I'm going to beat him to it. <laughs> <laughs> Certain characters that belong to, you know, teams and themes, right? Certain releases have been borderline frustrating, right? Because we got one night of Ren. So when you look at your list and you see one Visions figure or a handful mm -hmm. of High Republic figures, it's like, okay, let's imagine that they do actually make one of these. Isn't that kind of just going to be extremely frustrating though? With High Republic, yeah. yes. It's one of those that they only made Markeon Rowe but didn't make a single Jedi even just to even stand next to him or maybe fight with, even if they don't necessarily fight in the book, that would be frustrating. Whereas with visions, uh, I know you guys called out Ronan in, in, in specific or uh, in particular is visions, you know, being an anthology sort of series. The Ronan himself is kind of the face of visions for me. Uh, I would of course love it if they made the Sith bandit leader that he fights from yeah. that uh, episode, the duel. Mm -hmm. But if they were to just make the Ronan and he was the only visions figure that they made, I would still be satisfied with that. I wouldn't be as frustrated. It would, it would very much be like, Hey, visions is now among the pantheon of what's in TVC. Uh, even if it's just one figure, it's one cool, cool <laughs> character design. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, that's what I was wondering. Is it I was just going to say, I, I can, I'll add to that in terms of how I picked my own though as well, because again, I picked one, yeah. one rebels or a couple, one rebels figure, a couple of bad batch figures on the basis that it would be a bit of a, you know, spark that ignites the, the you know, the, the next the line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't remember the quote. I couldn't remember the quote. Yeah. But yeah, it just, um, I, I guess there's two ways of looking at this, isn't it? How, how do you look at this list? If you looked at this list on, you know, Hasbro said, right, we're going to make 25 new figures. What 25 do you want to see? This is what I've got. And that's where my list starts from. But what if Hasbro mm -hmm. said, right, we're only going to make 25 more figures. This is it. We are stopping. We're not making any more. This is yeah. this is all you're going to get. Then I guarantee my 25 would be very different because yeah, yeah. I, I thought mm -hmm. it on the basis mm -hmm. of this it will lead yeah. into that, not this will finally complete these things. So, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's my take on it anyway. Mm -hmm. God, that would well, be incredibly tw difficult. 25 out of many, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of, you know, you know, teams and themes, complete the crew sort of stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. with, with these top 25 lists and even, you know, March Madness ultimately, it is the, it's not the, what we want to see it end with, like you were just saying, Lewis. It was very much like, well, let's get the creative juices flowing. Where are the priorities general, generally going? Like, hey, it looks like there is still a bit of pent up demand for just even a couple select sequel figures here and there. Uh, you know, we want, we want more across the saga of being able for, for Hasbro to not be so scared to revisit more than the OT and whatever the new TV show is, as John was saying, yes. like, go, go mm -hmm. deeper. Don't be afraid to kind of, you know, explore it all. Uh, and, and, and who knows, they might be surprised. Uh, a character could start selling well that they didn't even, you know, anticipate and so it would behoove them to kind of continue that mini beat uh yeah. even if it again is a slow drip sure. across mm -hmm. a couple of years of hey we noticed you know the high republic thing is kind of taken off we made we tried making a figure it worked out all right maybe let's throw another one out there next year mm -hmm. so i don't mm -hmm. know yeah. i mean the and the acolyte is set in that era correct yeah so uh, the acolyte maybe, is set towards the tail end of that right so that could also be one of the ways that they can um, justify bringing characters and more figures yeah. from yeah. that era. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Potentially. I wanted to ask about Visions again because um, we've only, I mean, we've seen some statues and we've seen a couple, I think they're from SH Figurates, or I forget yeah. who exactly is making them. Yeah, it's the Figurates one. Of the twins. But so those are very stylized and they look like, you know, the anime designs. What, you know, whereas Vintage Collection takes either fully realistic interpretations of animated characters like Maul and Ahsoka with a little bit of animated styling occasionally, or they'll do like they did for the droids and the, the Tartakovsky micro series Clone Wars figures, where it's realistic sculpting, but uh, animated paint schemes. Um, how would you want to see it? Because visions, each episode is so visually distinct. Yeah. Um, and even uh, Ronan is black and white and red all over. <laughs> uh, so how would you like to see, how would you like to see that 
Well, would you want a realistic version of him or would you want what's on screen on your shelf? First off, I would want an animated card back with, you know, a still from the show. Uh, okay. But figure wise, I actually wouldn't mind if it was a realistic ish interpretation. Uh, mm. Maybe if they wanted to get a little like kind of like that Mall Ahsoka in between sort of style. So mm. he fits in with the aesthetic of TVC. But then again, even if I'm just asking for one Visions figure, which I would just be happy with is just the one and done. Uh, it doesn't need to fit with anything else, really, since, you know, lone wolf character. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be sad if they did, you know, give him kind of like the anime style uh, head or whatever. That'd be cool. Uh, but I would like to see it done realistic deco. Uh, but then for them to either offer a chase version, I would love more, you sure. know, random mm-hmm. things or yeah. uh, a variant exclusive or something of just the black and white version. That would be awesome. And, awesome. you know, another way to get more mileage out of that sculpt. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, it's just a cool, it, it's a cool looking character. I really, I did enjoy that. He's got an entire novel uh, about it. Yeah. I enjoyed that novel quite a bit. It was a lot of fun to read. It expands more beyond the episode. So, uh, Visions, not canon, I, I, so. I only just finished Visions and it, it was very cool. And, you know, some of these things I just kind of have to compartmentalize in my brain of, oh, we're definitely never going to get figures <laughs> from that or, you know. Uh, so I can hold on hope for Klieg and Holdo and Kitster and yeah. the, the real characters we're going to get. Ronan, and, and that's the thing is like, of course I'd like more figures from Visions, but we just don't live in the world that there's room for all these figures, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Uh, Visions is super low down on my priorities, like ridiculously low. But Ronan, him, the Ronan himself was one that I felt justified being on my list just because, you know, it can be a standalone character. And it's just... It's a cool design. I just, yeah. uh, again, I just it, say it that really it's is, cool. Yeah. He, he, so. He's reminiscent that of, awesome. a, of a samurai, which is, it just screams Jedi. I get it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I mean, literally a Ronin. They named him what he is, for yeah. God's sake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think it would be fun. Uh, and, and at least just a nod where I, I don't believe there should be a single media property that isn't even somewhat represented in uh, the vintage collection. Mm-hmm. Every part of Star Wars should be treated valid in the vintage collection. Except yeah, Resistance. Mean, we can take that. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, I wouldn't be... Uh, you know what? I would take at least one. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, sorry. Except for what? What did you say? Resistance. Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, as long as they made... If they made a ship, I would get Resistance figures. Ju- justice yeah, for Niku. We need a Niku figure, yeah. right? But, but Ronin, would you not say that he sort of sits almost in the same category as Jackson? where he's that, I mean, you know, Jackson we've been asking for for decades, but again, he hasn't Mm -hmm. got a huge amount that goes with him and around him, perhaps more so now than ever, but he still feels like, I think if he came out, I think this is a problem with a lot of Black Series collectors is they've got him or haven't got him because they just look at him and go, what am I going to do with him? And yeah, well, that's the the danger, isn't it? I think with some of these figures that just sit on their own. Yeah, some would be novelty. Jackson works with Han and Chewie in in the comics and stuff. And, you know, he interacts with Lando now and more recent stuff. So Jackson is a great choice. I would take Jackson. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jackson, but we we do need him. Yeah, you just you wonder what you do with him though. Because and I think with with Black Series, there's there's more you know as someone who buys both, as Evan and I have said, it, it works as a figure showcase lines where you're able to put one or two figures that don't necessarily need to fit together, but they look cool on a shelf. Yeah. Whereas Vintage is is obviously about the world building. You want if you get one, you're going to want to build out the whole scene around them. Mm-hmm. And like I said with mine, some of it is scenes that are 99 percent of the way there, but need one or two items to to just finish it off and say okay that scene is done you know your number um, 25 pick being the uh merrick's yeah. astro droid who doesn't even have a name uh-huh. or number but yeah. we have the x-wing we have, we have the x-wing with a big old <laughs> empty slot and we still have you know uh kit fisto's astromech droid is another one where they made uh his ship a decade ago and we still don't have that figure <laughs> shout out to kit fisto's astromech droid yeah. <laughs> the other one is, they made they made his other astromech droid from legends <laughs> but not the clone wars one these days though you feel that's more likely to come out in the disney pack surely um, yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. You would have thought, anyway. Disney, you're you're our only hope. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for the record, I know I said I had to look up quite a few of these characters we mentioned during the episode today. I promise I'm not really that clueless, although I can't really excuse myself for the whole Klieg, Klieg nonsense. I'm so sorry and deeply embarrassed. Uh, anyways... The top 25 submission month of January was a ton of fun. Seriously, it is hard to believe it's already over. But now it's time for us to compile all this data so that we can get the ball rolling on at SWTVC March Madness, which is only a few short weeks away. 
Uh, stay tuned because we are super excited and you should be too. Uh, remember, Hasbro is watching in an unofficial capacity, of course. Uh, speaking of Hasbro, word just came down earlier this morning that Fan First Friday, well, not Fridays, uh, Fan First Wednesdays are returning. Uh, the Star Wars team will be doing a live stream chatting about some reveals, including for TVC, apparently. So save the date, Wednesday, February 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, maybe a reveal could have something to do with these final episodes of Book of Boba Fett. Time will tell. Alrighty, gang. Well, that does it for this episode of the SWTVC podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, join the conversation there, and if you get a chance, maybe check out the link in our bio and rate and review the show. As always, back TVC, keep 375 alive, balance the scales, Hasbro, finish the 96, and may the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs>